Welcome to Whiskey in the Stream, where we play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons in a homebrew setting. This is a real play podcast with adult language and nonsensical whimsy, you have been warned. I'm Ken, and I'll be your dungeon master this evening, so let's get started. Benji, I have no more food for you. No. We're live. Oh, shoot, my bad. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Whiskey in the Stream. So, Panda did the recap last time, and Gurdon was unavailable, so, uh, Kaylin and Root, would you kindly roll a d20 and logos? All right, Root, what happened last time? So, Norm and Repair were hiding. Gurdon goes after Norm and Repair, brings them back with a bag of eggs. We try to get them back on our side. Um, plan after antics uh, is to go forward with no killing. Groot notices snake-like creatures lying in wait and alerts the group. We attempt to speak to the snakes. That fails. We proceed through the sewer. We get attacked by a fire monster. Kaylin and Aurora take some damage. Kaylin rages through and makes reckless attack that misses. Aurora tells uh, fire snakes to stop. Root gives snakes thorn whip, like a thorn whip bone, to try to make them happy and see if it is pet or foe. Um, Undetermined outcome on that. Aurora heals uh, the wounded snakes and tries to make friends. It's not working. (laughs) <laughs> One snake gets away, and the other attacks Kaylin. Norm has healing word on Kaylin. Root casts healing spirit, which was a Scotch cat butt arch this time, and infestation. But the bugs do nothing. Uh, repair warhammers does some damage. Kaylin killed a snake. Asty got upset. Um, Aurora collects and feeds the snake bits to Asti. We continue onwards. There is uh, an uptick in sound of lava that we get alerted to. Um, we get to an intersection and Norm states we should go to the right. So we do. We run into some fire guards with snakes. Aurora and Norm chat with the guards and we get taken to the leader. Um, We pass some checkpoints, we see some fire beetles, um, some packed crates with dark wood, and an announcement um, is made to the guests to meet the High Elder. That's all I got. Got it, yes. And one of the things when you guys arrived at the Elders is that there was a large orb on a plinth, and that orb seemed to be filled with various colors of flame, and it was just writhing and rolling about. Bright reds to purples and oranges, yellows, greens, blues, whites, just flame of all kind rolling around. And this massive snake-like humanoid, where from the waist up, it appears similar to the fire newts, a little bit more solid in form, a little less magma-ish, a little more fire-like. Large tendrils that sweep back. Uh, across from the jawline and across the top of the mouth. Large 
almost elvish-like ears. They are a bit serrated, so they're a little different. But it is just covered with random bits of metal. It appears to be mostly precious metals. At this distance, you're not entirely sure if it's just gold or if it's silver, and it's just reflecting a whole lot of orange light off of its body, which is incandescent. In the center of the room, the where the drain area should be for this cistern actually has lava bubbling up uh, and spilling out into the area. So around the edges, uh, like where Aurora is currently standing, is solidified, uh, but the water is still boiling. If it weren't for these heat suits, you guys would probably be finding it difficult to breathe, uh, even at this distance from the center. Notably, Repair and Norm do not have these suits. Uh, they are both panting in the back, leaning against a wall, struggling. Uh, they start to lean against, and then they have to pull their claws back as they get burned, because the stones themselves are scalding hot. Oh, oh boy, okay. Okay. This, this sucks, you guys. This really sucks. Yeah, fuck this. I'm staying further back here. You you guys gonna have to do this or something because this, this shit sucks. Um, question. They, I know that before they were together in one trench coat type outfit. Was that original outfit about as tall as me? Yes. Well, a little bit shorter, but also wider, so it kind of it fits a medium creature. Okay. <sighs> Okay, with, with, this this may be meta, but would, with Caleb being forged, would he be affected the same? Would he know that he would be affected the same way that they are if he took his suit off and gave it to them? You do not need to breathe air, so in that sense, you know that you would not be affected. But I don't know if you would be aware of what would happen as far as just the sheer temperature in here. He'll keep that on the background for right now. Uh, welcome back. I'm not sure what happened. What is the melting point? What is the melting point of a kobold? That is a great question. I think they would combust before melt. Uh, although for Kaylin, it may be simultaneous. A little, a little burn, a little melt at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Talk about a rage. Oh yeah. I would let you add fire damage to your attacks if you are currently on fire. You're also taking fire damage, but, you know, call me, call me. It would look pretty bad. Oh, yeah. The intimidation will be made with advantage, for sure. (laughs) I'll keep this in mind. All right, but uh, the large snake-like creature beckons you all forward. It's large, halberd-like spear. Uh, tipped with this series of alternates between metal and obsidian blades that cut back and forth against each other, uh, creating a rather beautiful display, but probably very, very dangerous. Uh, There are quite a few ornate carvings along it, mostly depicting either water or fire. It's Again, at this distance, it's a little hard to tell. Safe to assume fire. But there's some artistic licensing there. Um, it 
turns its back, standing between you all and the plinth, um, holding its spear with one arm. It raises the other forward in this open gesture and then sweeps it towards itself, beckoning you all inside. Uh, there are several fire newt guards that are stationed outside, but they do not enter. They're out here where we are coming in? Yes, sir. Okay. Has this thing spoken? Speaking? Spoken? Uh, not yet. Has it made words? No. So, I I assume we're going to enter, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, I'm I'm... I'm not driving this boat right this second. We're being taken to the leader. Yeah. Yeah. I'll walk in. YOLO. Yep. So does Caitlin. He knows he can't speak, but... So, oh, at that, ooh, uh, so uh, as you all step in, that first line uh, of lava where Aurora is still standing crunches beneath your feet a little. It's fairly solid. It's not a problem. The next the line... Thing? Yes, oh. so that first line there where you're at, it crunches, but it's still solid. When you step forward further, your feet begin to sink in, and you can feel just how hot it is, even through these reinforced boots that are part of your heat-resistant gear. It is incredibly hot. You're pretty sure if you take a further step, uh, even those suits aren't going to save you. I'd like to stay where I am then, in that little first line. Yeah, I'm a holler. It's hot as balls in here. <laughs> oh yeah, and your suit's compromised. <laughs> yes. Uh, Caitlin's gonna probably like try and like creep around the edge. Like, oh, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me. To get like up here. I'm gonna stay he... marginally behind Caitlin. Yes, yeah, there we go. All right. Um. Kaylin, I'm going to move you back one space because at that point, I feel like he would raise a hand forward to stop you. Okay. Yep, uh, yep. And I, I don't think you're going on the attack yet? No, 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 no. Okay. We're talking. Good. Got it. All right. Uh, so the creature coils up on itself and rises up, um, opening its hand up and lifting up to the ceiling and then looks back down. Uh, gestures towards its neck and then towards you all, just sweeping its hand back and forth, and then does the neck gesture again. <laughs> Do you speak common? You see it uh, nod and l- looks beyond, and it sees that uh, the two kobolds have not entered the room, uh, but they're, the two fire newts that were escorting you all there have stood behind them, and are just just kind of shrug and looks. Vilkomen. Yes, I have learned your language, but was interested to know what language you spoke first. Would be rude to introduce if you could not understand. Is this the creature talking? Oh. Yeah, and right now it is up probably about 12 feet tall right now. And then a larger mass of it coiled beneath it. Caitlin's going to try and do kind of like a bow and be like, um, I, that is greatly appreciated as we have struggled with language barriers and caused miscommunication. So I, I appreciate your consideration. And Not at all. Kate's going to look back. <laughs> <for it. laughs> 
<laughs> Are you all not not friends? You do not stand together. Um, we're we're friends. We're friends. We stand together. We just, I guess, they wanted to stay back there. It's a little warm. We don't. We are not equipped to handle as much of the heat. So some are trying to stay a little bit further back. Mm-hmm. Obviously, your realm, and we are only passer-throughs. Passer-through. That does bring the first point of order. What are you doing in my domain? What do you seek? Um, we honestly are seeking this, just a, a conversation. Uh, we've been, Kalen is drawing a major blank as to why we're even down here in the first place. <laughs> Other than to try and talk peace with them. Um, are we trying, aren't we trying to figure out the origin of the firebugs? Yes. Oh, hold on. <laughs> it's been a I've been while. Waiting. I've been waiting. Really That's why I'm like, I know why we're here. I don't know why we're here. So and excited. Then, like, Yep, Gerd and I had this conversation separately a little while ago. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you doing us so we can all be caught up? Right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's better this way. Is it? Is it, though? So you all know that this creature does speak common now, so any of you can speak up to assist if you would like, because the firebugs was definitely part of it. We, we were requested to come on a diplomatic request and di- diplomatic re- inquiry uh, as to some problems that the surface dwellers have run into. And they just simply wanted to find out some answers. Yeah, uh, back in uh, this is meta, 1104, um, the lizard does say after interrogation say that he was sent up and they have expanded the sewer systems to access the, to the regular sewers. Most of what he says is him accidentally divulging information. Um, and then we go to customs and we get a key suit, backpacks, and a, an, a, a small little envelope with our name on it. Inside is a key, a crude map, and three different locations that are closest to customs. There's a small blueprint. Gives us a layout, but it could have changed. Well, tell me what are these problems well, that well, you have on the surface that affect us? To our understanding, um, your people and the people of the surface have a truce agreement where you kind of just keep to yourselves, honestly. Our understanding and... Um, Unfortunately, there's been a situation where it seems that some, we, we simply call them firebugs, got to the surface and were appeared to be smuggled by someone. And we just wanted to from here from this realm up to the surface. And we just wanted to see if you were aware or knew the cause of this smuggling. Who do you all represent? Not just the surface. You would have to represent someone, yes? Yes, we are... Go ahead, Gurdon. Well, Gurdon absolutely snatches out his badge of authority. (laughs) And holds it up. You are with the gods? (laughs) 
We are with no man. You were sent by the guards. <laughs> so the, the creature cocks its head to the side and switches back to the other side. So you do not represent the gods, but the gods sent you as a representative. Exactly. Very interesting. They are interesting people. Oh. I I think uh and then Aurora you hear an ignan. What is that stupid word? Uh and then it cut he jumps back into common. That accord the surface dwellers decided. Y'all's agreement? Uh you see like the the face doesn't change oh, much. That, that wasn't common. Hmm? That wasn't common. Yes. Yeah. The face doesn't change much, but you can see that the kind of darker orange starts to flare, turning towards yellow. Was it not an agreement? And he slithers forward a little bit towards you, Aurora, and then leans in some. Not coming down too far, maybe a foot, so still 11 feet in the air. That accord was so that the surface dwellers would stop slaughtering my people. Oh. So it was, you'll do this, and that's it. Or else. Yeah. So it wasn't really an agreement, but you were told. It was an ultimatum. You were voluntold? Ah. Hardly even that. The surface dwellers brought cold rain, they darkened the sky, we could not live that way. And now they sluice their waste, dumping their physical shit on our heads. Oh, oh no. oh. Gurdon's over here. <laughs> I can't hear what she's saying. Oh, she, uh... Yeah, she went a little too high pitch, I think, for my mic to pick up. But uh, she said that it's just, it's really funny because, you know, they're getting shit on because it's the sewers. Shit on my head. That's <laughs> the sewers. <laughs> huh. All right, it's been a long week. It, is, it has. So Gurdon is um, super sympathetic now because he has poop on his head on this day. <laughs> Do you see his demeanor just complete disregard for whatever the guards told him to do? Because he is on this guy's side 100% right now. Got a thousand square stare in his eyes. <laughs> thousand square stare, I love that. 100%. I stole that from Eliton, I think, said that. Oh. Just to pass some credit off there. Boom. Out of that. I can't take credit for that. Not mine. Yeah. So you represent the guards. You were sent by the guards to be representative, sir. Well, you come on their behalf then. You seek to... Oh, oh, mercy. There we go. Sorry, my roll 20 went a little nuts. Uh, (laughs) 20 chats at once. So, 
you are come in and you seek to find out where the beetles are coming from. Is that is that it? The smuggling of beetles that are causing fires in the upper area and to potentially broker new peace agreements that you actually would. Unless they can give us back the sky, I do not think there will be much they can offer. As for fires, perhaps if they constructed their homes the same way they constructed what has worked its way down to us, they will not have so many fires. So you, so you wish to be on the surface again? We wish to live somewhere safe, somewhere we can raise our kind, somewhere where we are not literally shit upon for generations. And if we cannot take the sky back, then we will leave. Okay. Now, this is this is outside. So if if this is offensive, I'm sorry. It's not meant to be. <laughs> Okay. Brace yourself for some offensive shit real quick. Roll for initiative. Does this land, this area, obviously it's important to you because it's your home, but is it like direly important that you wouldn't want to live anywhere else? Trying to leave from here is difficult. Okay. Our Jewish systems that they constructed on us uh, produce cold water from the ocean, prevents us from going up. Unless okay. we have something to heat the water and isolate it, we cannot go anywhere. But that was then. Now, we have help to get us there. We have the means to leave, and so we shall. How? Is that important to you? I'm curious. I like it down here. Well, you are welcome to it once we leave. You're okay. leaving? What is lit? Yeah, yes. Um, just, just for, you know, shiggles here. Are you planning to do that peacefully? Like, sometimes, you, you know... They're leaving. They're like, we're storming the surface. We don't give a fuck what we what happens in our wake. That that's just what I'm curious about. Yes. Well, if any of them decide to fight against us, of course we will fight back. We will destroy whoever we need to defend yourselves. Right. So so it's more like you guys just want to leave, find a new home where you can see the sky and have your own, own piece of land. Well, that is a sad irony. We will probably still not see much land, much sky. But there'll be a better place for the children to live. Why would you not see this? I'm confused. You want the sky, but you're saying you probably won't see a lot of sky. Is that because you generally... Because it's cold up there. ...live underground, but you like the ability to come to the surface when you would like? We used to live here on the surface before the surface dwellers brought the cold rains. We cannot live in the cold like that, so we are forced on the ground. Where we go next, we will be at least treated like 
proper uh, and then you hear again in Ignan Aurora's what do they call themselves? They're not humans. They don't look human. Uh, Aurora and um, um, Aiken was going to say idiots. Um, the rest of you kind of hear this staccato hiss. And Aurora, you just hear him laughing. She winks at Yes, but she said. <laughs> but uh, we very clearly are not important. To the surface, if they find their own way to deal with the rising magma, good for them. Oh. So you're preventing the magma from rising? Yes. That was the promise that we made. They would stop slaughtering us, and we would manage the subsurface. Do you think there's any chance? Of peace between both people, the sur- so that you didn't oh. have to a new land, but you were able to have your own decent living and not be shit on. Every other representative of the surface mm-hmm. has either come down to try to build more shit tubes into ours. <laughs> Or they have come down like you all, with weapons in hand, slaughtering every living thing in your way. You ask me if I think there could be peace with a sword in hand. He looks down at his great sword. It's to defend ourselves. What if something? I almost, I almost got eaten by a bag, sir. (laughs) We've had a rough time of it, and. Some of it may be our own fault, but there are dangerous things. There was, in, there in was exploding poop. Exploding poop. What are you surface dwellers eating? Shit. Nothing. Oh, we do not eat shit. No, we eat shit. Mushrooms? Then why do you send it down to us if you're going to eat it? That was rhetorical. It was metaphorical shit. Ah, ah. Well, what? What is it? What? What do you all want then? Well, to prevent fires. Only you can prevent surface fires. Curtains over here, just like you know what? I don't even know what I want anymore. He'll pipe up and be like, I tried to start a fire. And I did start a fire. And he'll stare off again. Shake his head. Is the steam from the boiling water like rinsing down the shit? Making your mane just... Uh, He's probably probably fluffing up pretty solid. There is a lot of fluff. There was a lot of poo and acid that kind of ate at (laughs) your mane a bit. Uh, so I would not say it is a glorious fluff. Oh, not at all. Yeah, it's a it's a fluffy cat left outside in the rain a little bit. So I'm just still a lot of fluff. Picturing the Home Alone burn marks on his face in the acid, <laughs> little bits of hair streaming. I'm picturing the Cynthia doll from Rugrats. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> well, I am afraid we may have a bit of an impasse. You see, we have agreed with our movers to sell any of the weapons or beetles or grubs that we have dealt with or cared for to anyone that wants it. A do you have a list of buyers? I do not. Uh, that is a little bit below my uh, level. Pay grade? What is, ah, pay grade. Yes, that, that is uh, pay grade. Um, so just, just so I can understand this, a, a, I'm assuming because you are a group of people and another group of people has said they'll come help you move as long as you sell anything to the Joe Schmo that walks down here and asks to buy it. Yes. Um, no. Granted, my assumption is that it is deals that our movers have made to profit, but I do not care. It's... So are the deals going through the movers? No. They are going through independent buyers, is what I understand. But I am no fool. You do not become elder by being stupid. This is almost certainly something to benefit our moving benefactors. Where are you moving to? Do you have a place? Yes. But knowing you work for at the behest of the surface dwellers, it makes it a little difficult to want to convey exactly where. We'd rather not be found after. Suffice to say, it is a realm that will be free from the old human threat that seems to be brewing. Because there are currently no humans there? Or do you plan to eliminate ones that may be there? We do not care particularly if there are many or none. But we have been assured that none of the ancient lines are there. Modern humans are fine, if not picky about your temperatures. Mm. They cook very quickly. Okay. Now, the, these individuals that are helping you move, are do, do you happen to know if they are rivals, per se, of the current surface dwellers? I would find that hard to believe. They would have to get through the city to then get down here. Yeah, spies are possible. Suppose. But how aggressive the surface has been to us, it would surprise me that they would allow rivals in. I cannot say it is not a possibility. I just do not think it's personally likely. Right. Do, you, do you have... I, I'm sure, because like you said, that the dealings with these deals below, below you, as it should be, as a, as a leader... Um, is there someone that makes those deals or is in charge of those deals available that we could talk to? Uh, they are... You wish to speak with an accountant type? 
the deals with the buyers or the deals with the movers? They are not uh, necessarily the same. The, the um, um, both? deals with the mover? Both? Yeah, both. Both, both. Hmm. Uh, so all of you have contributed to this conversation. I would like you all to make a group persuasion check. So basically each one of you roll a persuasion check and then I kind of take the average, more or less. Depending on how the next two rolls go, this might make your job very easy. <laughs> right? It's taking a second. Sorry. No worries. Ooh. Wow. Not Seventeen. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize the first one went there. Either way, still good. Good lord. Uh, so, Gurdon, you were there for that thing that you that that yeah. you messaged. Gurdon was there, or did you mean that you you personally just don't remember? I don't. Brian doesn't remember. Okay. Player knowledge doesn't remember. <laughs> character character knowledge might, but it's in my other notebook, which is not here. Roger. Okay. I was looking for a name to drop. Yeah, it's all really good rolls. Um, if you can find a way to bring that situation up, uh, then I, you know, that would be solid. Right, well, I've been thinking it, and I'll go ahead and RP this. So, Gurdon's staring off. Just think out loud, because Kaylin's standing there and would have been in the tavern with him when this transpired. I wonder if those weapons we saw in the bar that were in that barrel were purchased from this guy. Because there was a... Was it a what do you call it? A crime syndicate? Is that what we would have referred to this group as? Mm-hmm. The group this, that was the weapon dealers. Yeah. Yeah. What were what were their what were their names again? I don't remember, but Kaylin's gonna dig around. Pull out one of the hand axes that he still has that had the symbols and the tag on. Um, so you bring that out, and the uh, the large creature. Oh, that is one of the buyers. Yes. I recognize the symbol on some of the stonework. It's eh, a pittance. Oh. So, Can't go ahead and give me a history check, Aurora. And then actually, yeah, you guys can also give me one since you, you know, Gurdon, since you remember the, the weapon smuggling, Kaylin used to have the item. Go ahead and what? bring those in. What kind of check? Uh, history. Don't know much about history. Wow. Farm remembers. Average farm remembers. <laughs> Gurdon Farms remembers. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. So, Gurdon and Kaylin, and you see Aurora is kind of starts naming different families, and she's kind of just counting off on her fingers, and then Palebow. It was the Pale Bow family that was smuggling munitions, and they had used goblins and kobolds. Doggies. And Aurora, you remember, you know, once they bring up Pale Bow, they weren't 
necessarily a huge family. Uh, so they definitely should not have, you know, now that you see what's going on here and how big this is, it seems like they should not have been able to afford all of that. And it's also where you got Asti. Well, so Amanda is, uh, Panda's confused. So this creature sold those weapons we found to that family. Well, at least the group of creatures here, this creature has not given his name yet. And he said that, you know, it's kind of below his pay grade to deal with the actual dealings. But that's basically the situation is that he provided them or his group and that pale bull family was trying to purchase it. Um, Aurora's going to ask like, how, how would the pale bulls afford that? No, Vince. I do not care where they get the money from. Very big group. Well, you would have to ask them where they get the money from, but for us, you know, you all have been more polite than any of the other weapon-wielding folk. I am Grand Elder Elazar. Pleasure to meet you. Um, Aurora's gonna bow, like, like, curtsy bow, and then touch her forehead and be like, and say in ignorant, my lord. Brayden's gonna try and do the same thing. He's gonna (laughs) say something like, stash, because he does not speak the language. (laughs) (laughs) Kaylin's probably gonna be like, Kaylin. So we have Mustache, Kaylin. It is customary to introduce yourselves. We're done. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> I love that I'm still picturing Gurdon. Bald head, fluffy. Gurdon. 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 Aurora in um, Ignan is going to say, um, my name is Aurora Swolaz, um, my lord, in Ignan. I am Root with a curtsy. <laughs> you hear panting from the back. Norm! How Hume! Prepare person! <laughs> Oh, they are with you as well. I, to be honest, I almost thought they were snacks or something. Are they yours? You want them oh. to be snacks? I only met them recently. I mean, you want them? No, bubbles taste horrible. That's true. They grow big. No, we don't eat people. Not for very long. No, period. We don't eat people. Well, define people. They repair might, but. Not in the way you're talking. Hey! Can't just get away. Can't. Uh, I'm getting it! <laughs> Elizaro goes, well, then I, I think since, you know, as a sign of common courtesy, uh, to answer your question of where we are moving, we will be going to the Selosian Empire. 
to the is where I learned common actually is from them. Whoops. Real funny if I misspell my own little place. Mm. It's definitely will. Uh, okay. I did not spell it like that. Oh I, no. Nope. <laughs> Heard a couple of N's in there. This is how I spelt it. Yep, that's close to what I spelled. Sandals is the actual empire, and then I guess it'd be Salotion. I don't know. Linguist help me. A person from Salo. Yep. Salodian? Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. A New Yorker. Got it in one. All right. So, I think you all know that Salot is the empire that's to the north. Fucking knew it. <laughs> uh, you, it does share a small land border with um, the kingdom but most of the trade is done by sea. Meadow. Is this where the, um... What was the kid's name? His dad was sent to, um... Deaded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Meadow-wise, I don't believe you were given where he was sent to. Just that it was north of the city. Uh, north and kind of west is, I think, what Amar had described it as. Um, Elazar. So, if they are the ones that... It's Grand Elder! Grand, Grand, Grand Elder, sir. Apologies, Grand Elder Elazar? Can... That's just me, yes. Okay, <laughs> <That's> sorry. <laughs> I called you Elazar and they freaked out like I was insulting you. I, I, I didn't know if I was by just calling you Elazar. A little, yes, but uh, you all have been polite thus far. I was willing to forgive the transgression. It's Grand Elder Elozar. And then she says in common, like, I humbly apologize for this ignorant, non-fire-speaking being so rude to my lord. It is not. Well, be like, I suppose if you're... Even though he doesn't have a middle finger, but Sorry. It is not that critical to me, but who am I okay. to judge? Um, so oh, my, it is my job to judge. Question was, um, if they're the ones that taught you common, have they been, have you been in discussions with them long? Oh, no, not very long at all. A uh, couple of months, maybe. Okay. You're a very fast learner. Thank you. You did very well. Thank you. I, it is important if you lead, to lead with wisdom and intelligence. Ain't that right, Aurora? <laughs> he is the one who leads. No. No. We kind of rotate. He's going to shrug like he has Jordan has no idea who's in charge. He's just like <laughs> if, if cooking fires involved Honestly, I think BDR is our, our true leader, but <laughs> She's a silent leader. That's silent. Big BDR. 
It just comes out and flop. Brings the energy. <laughs> now, may I make a suggestion to you all, out of courtesy? Of course. You all should leave this place. This, this, this sewer? Well, no, this whole area. In general. I'm here, I'm here for it. Yes, yes. Um, what do you all know of the Singing Sands or the God's Fall? That's a, that's a great question. Let me think about it real quick. Caleb's going to turn to Gurdon. Do anything? Uh, Gurdon, you may. Caelan, there's almost zero chance that you would have been out that direction. But there's mm-hmm. a large tabaxi and leonin population in that direction. Uh, so Gurdon, go ahead and make a history check. And actually, Root... Your family was out to the west as well. Uh, so you can also make a history check. You said the singing sands? Mm-hmm. Couldn't get uh, beyond to link up, so I'm having to roll in here. Wow. Yeah, both of you. Man, you guys have been rolling really high tonight. Maybe I should have made this a combat encounter instead of an RP one. No, because then we would suck. That's right. <laughs> um, so both of you are familiar with a large large, dangerous desert that lies to the west and takes up a large portion of the continent. It's called the Singing Sands as sort of a nice name because most of the sand is crushed glass. And so as it gets swept across, it makes this rather nice melody as it it bounces along. It's not all the same type of glass, but a lot of it is sort of this light yellow-green color. That sounds very, um, bloody. It's probably bad, but it has been rolling a lot, so even though, you know, you can you can still wear boots, and it's not going to just shred your boots, and it's not recommended to be barefoot for long. Uh, but it is an ancient area. Uh, there are, you know, no one can live in the center portion of it, it's just it for whatever reason it does not seem to support life. So there's a lot of stories that are attributed to it in regards to it being, you know, where a god itself fell, uh, hence the name God's Fall. Singing Sands is the more nice version for it. Uh, it's unknown why no creatures seem to live in that direction, but even for a long area, there is a river that runs through part, and that is uh, considered just poisonous for a long time. Not for a large length of the river, rather. He's he's asked if we're familiar. Is that what just transpired? Yes. I've heard of it. Well, allow me to tell you um, a story. And he turns his back to you all and coils and goes over to the plinth and rests his hand on top of it and gestures with his spear towards the lava pit in the center. As he does so, you see... Uh, this mound of lava start to slowly rise up and the pieces of it quickly dry, harden, and drop off, creating these crude shapes. Uh, you can then start to see them begin to move and interact with each other, almost putting on a, a small puppet show of sorts out of molten magma. I like uh, this. There is an additional event happening at the same time that I'll address afterwards. Um, but as he gestures down and the different pieces move, 
Um, this is part of history that it seems so many of the surface forget. Long ago, and then like you see a this just bright yellow orb circle itself back and forth behind what looks to be a mountain, um, cycling faster and faster. Ages past, the God's fall was beautiful. It was the home to all uh, salamander and fire and kind, all elementals that enjoyed the sun lived in peace. But it was the old humans that destroyed our home. And you just see that the mountain of lava then collapses down violently, splashing bits of magma out uh, very intentionally away from you all, so it's not an even spray. You can see that it is purposefully directed. Uh, but little pieces splash in the water near you all. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The old humans then enslaved our elemental kinds, conquering the world above. And you just see like row after row of these little humanoid puppets come up out of the lava and then sink down, and there's another row, and it's just this constant stream of them moving up and over each other. They destroyed anything and anyone and you see a what looks to be a representation of another salamander like him uh, but holding some small salamander in its arm with a hand up and then being crushed down by that wave of puppets we sealed not me literally i'm not that old but we sealed the elements bindings them back to their plane in our home. And now, those ancient lines are back. And they are trying to break the seal. So, we will go where the ancient humans are not tolerated to sail out. We will be honored in the ways that they can. And you see, like, you know, salamanders and fire nudes being kind of represented by these little puppets, along with a few other darker red bits of lava that are holding together and they seem to be holding hands in this weird little puppet line. So personally I believe that those ancient lines will break the seal in time. It is better to get away. As far as you can. Is the seal down here? No, no, no. The seal is in the singing sense. In the center, in the the place no one goes, no one lives. It is all poison. Then you want the seals broken, or you want the seals to remain? Well, if the seals break, it is devastation. So stay. Just because we are, doesn't mean that we are safe. So, all in all, you just, you just want peace for your people. I do not think that much to ask. It's not. Is there a way to keep? If there are, I do not know them. I suppose whatever keys there are. Keeps them away. So about that other thing happening I mentioned. Aurora. When. <laughs> on the orb. And you see that energy pour through him. And it gets channeled into the spear. And directed forward. 
for the most part, you wouldn't really see that connection unless you had some very, very strong connection to fire, which you do. But you see that little line. And that little orb, now that you're looking at it, is incredibly difficult to gaze at for too long, especially when it's active like this. It is not just a, a source of fire, which is already a little difficult to look at. There is so much magic contained in that small little vessel. All of it fire. Whoa. That's not the thing I really wanted you to notice, though. The thing I think that you would probably notice would be the frantic shredding of your outfit. As the area beneath the bubble part begins to rip and shred as these crystalline claws start to dig their way out. You're trying to hold her back, but she is just ripping through, even catching your hand. I'm going to try, like, really hard, like, to try, like, anything I can to, to try and hold her, because I'm like, no, no, no. Uh, as you're holding on to her, you get this frantic series of images. You get a picture of Asti. You get a fire with a lock. Asti. And it's that same fire elemental bit with the lock around it that she first showed you when you first began to talk to her. But it doesn't cycle through the other elements. It's just the fire. And then it's it's almost like it's flashing to the point where those two images are superimposed on each other. Um, Aurora's gonna be like, oh, my lord, could, could, could I have a little help here? Um, my, my, my dragon, I think she, she really wants your orb and I really don't want her to, to have it, so, can, can someone help me? Your dragon? This little dragon is going to end the world. Or <laughs> save uh, a lot of lock and key references. <laughs> Would you be so kind as to provide me a wisdom saving throw? Ah. Oh! <laughs> oh no! Hello! Oh, great ball, great ball. Absolute balls! Say goodbye to Asti. I got. I, you know what, guys? I got to tell you, the dice really do tell the story because. The other game ended with, you know, needing a, a 15 or lower for divine intervention. She got a 15. Yeah. Natural one. Natty. Uh, Aurora, the images superimpose, and then it, like, your awareness of time around you slows down. And it's like you look and you just see that lock and fire everywhere that you look. And you don't feel Asti writhing against you anymore. She's just perfectly still. And you see the lock open. You are currently stunned. Everyone else. Aurora grabs a hold of Asti within her shirt, or within the fire suit, and stops for a moment, and then reaches in and opens. And so that's all you can see is I'm just like, stay, I stay stunned like that. Mm hmm. Opens the, the bag. Caleb's gonna look yeah, at it. Open. Like, Go ahead. Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Has no idea what's been going on internally. 
but now it just looks like her. Perfect. Like, well, would we notice all of this going on if we're paying attention to this uh, magma show? <laughs> uh, Root being right next to her would have seen like Asti kind of freaking out a little bit. But Boys, we have this... trouble. Yeah, but then it's like you know this this last moment here is a split second. So oh. you all see her pull it open, <laughs> and you hear the you know imagine like if it's a cinema experience, Root is. Oh, we have a problem, and Asti just fires out. Uh, you see, and each of you, just in this moment, watch as she bolts straight down, diving in like a falcon towards this line of energy that none of you, well, Aurora had seen previously, but you all had not seen that connection. But as she gets closer to it, you see this line between the lava puppet show and the spear, and her jaw just skates down across it. And she's just glances just past the spear arcing and collides with the orb. Oh, do, do, do. Sorry, guys. New campaign. <laughs> oh, no. Whoa. Whoa. Caleb goes, walk all the way into this room. Caleb's like, SD. I hear him like, Fucking Aurora! <laughs> That's what it's so, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty sure I'm outside of that 20 foot circle. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, yeah. Caitlin and Gurdon, I need a dexterity saving throw, please. And here's okay. where the here's where the dice start to turn on us. Let's go. But not terrible. Um, you said a dex. Is it something I can see? Uh, sure. Sweet, I got a bit. It's a. Yeah, it's a nice little burst of explosive fire <laughs> energy, somewhat spherical it's, in it's shape. Orcus come. Nineteen. Okay. Hmm. Nice. Okay. So, you guys both save, so you only take 10 points of fire damage. The Salamander takes no fire damage. Because Salamander. Salamander. It does, however, take force damage of half of that. That guy got close to, like, five force, because it was so close to it. It's not bad at all. What about the Elder? Or what was that? What about the Elder? Yeah, the Elder took uh, some force damage from being so close, but the Elder is uh, a fire elemental type creature. So it did not take any fire damage, but it did take some force damage from the explosion. Um, so as this bright light recedes, you all look back and larger crystalline wings snap out. Uh, the edges, little gouts of flame licking off of the ends. Asti is now about the size of a large dog. Uh, she's gone from, you know, like cat-sized, like a small little house cat, 
to now husky, like a deer hound, in both you know shape. Uh, she's still a very slender uh, creature, now quite a bit bigger, uh, and her body is in this constant liquidy shift between reds and oranges. Little bits of flame look out from her mouth, and there is this rumble. Uh, it's almost like you know, an earthquake doesn't really build up. It's it's boom. You're you're shaking. This builds up, and you feel it, and then it just culminates into this full blown earthquake. Um, you all kind of get shook a little bit, but you're already kind of aware that things are going down, so everybody remains upright. Lava is cascading all over the place, and you begin to see it start to sink down beneath. The Elazar whips around at Asti and Orr, and then whips to you all in anger. Uh-oh. You have betrayed me. What have you done? We don't know. Grim will say, "What have we done?" Yeah, Kale's gonna look it up. That that's Asti. I I uh, I don't know. We didn't mean for her to get out. She's just our pet. Uh, or so she's Aurora's pet. Kind of the team pet. We, we found we 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 found it in a barrel. We found her with these weapons. I have no idea what that is. A pseudo dragon. Pseudo dragons are fleshy. This, where the orb is completely gone. The plinth is mostly melted stone. Uh, you see that the top part is just gone. You don't see bits or pieces anywhere. It's almost like it vaporized. And then what's the bottom remaining bit has sort of melted down a little. Uh, still glowing bright orange. And Asti begins to trot and then stands next to Elazar and stares up at him. And you see her tail flick. This thing must be destroyed. And he lifts up his spear. All right, thanks for listening. If you want to watch our shenanigans live, come check us out on Twitch at Happy Boom Gaming. We play every other Thursday from 8-ish to 10-30-ish, depending on how well we keep track of time. Uh, We hope to see you all there. Thanks for coming.